0: Hi everyone! Before we get the episode started, I wanted to make a quick announcement that Mia from Perfectly Panai is doing a collab with Doing My Best of a Bestie Cup giveaway. And if you and your bestie are looking for a cute iced coffee cup set together, go on our Instagrams at Doing My Best Podcast and at Perfectly and enter there, and we'll make an announcement next week. Good luck! Okay,
1: guys. Welcome back to another episode of Doing My Best. This week we're we're joined by no other than Mia Balingit. Did I say your name right? Yes. Finally. (laughs) She is a proud plat mom, a coffee connoisseur, and a small business owner of Perfectly Tenet. Welcome to our
0: podcast. I'm Julia, co-host. I'm Maya, and I'm very excited to have Mia here. Mia, it's going to be a really good episode because we're going to talk about the start of starting your own business. And if you don't know, Mia owns a business called Perfectly Panay. Not Panay. <laughs> Panay.
2: <laughs> but any, but like, welcome. Are you excited to do this podcast? I am super excited. I love talking about my business and I love hanging out with friends. So I feel like this is a really good combo. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get into
1: Questions. the fashion, For sure. So. How did you come to Hawaii, and then where in your journey from being in college, opening your small business? So
2: I'm from the Bay Area, California, a little town called Union City, the bunch of Filipinos. So basically, like, obviously, like, when you're making the college decision, whatever, there, a lot of things come into factor. For me, like, HP was always a college that I wanted to go to, but the closer it got to... Making the decision on where to go, I kind of had an identity crisis because I know like I knew what it meant to come to Hawaii and take up space on native land. So there was like a huge dilemma for me, like, oh my gosh, like I could do this somewhere else. Like I could do college somewhere else. But you know, like after like heavy reflecting and things, like I had a cousin out here that I just kind of also wanted to reconnect with. And I also just, you know, people move across the ocean for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like I literally sat down with my parents in like the lobby of a Starbucks when we were on vacation and we were in a hotel and I was just sitting with my parents and I was trying to give them the spiel on like why I wanted to come out here. And pretty much like what came out of that was like, I told my parents that I wanted to be far enough to grow on my own and not have any crutches. And then also HPU provided really hefty scholarships. And I didn't realize I was only for freshman year, which I probably should have just did more research on that. But the freshman year scholarship really swayed me because I was like, oh, I would pay the same at HPU than I would like, as I would at a, like a CSU or a college in California. Mm -hmm. So full send, like, let's just do it. And then that's how I ended up here.
1: I think it was quite amusing. I mean, you did follow what you said you wanted to be more independent. Yeah. And you are really independent now.
2: Yeah. And (laughs) you definitely grew grew a lot over your time here. No, definitely. Like, no doubt. (laughs) No doubt. It takes a lot to,
0: one, go to college. Mm -hmm. Two, to move out of state. Yeah. And then three, to take it all on your own. So, and I think it just shows a lot about, like, your character and we'll get more into that like with your business and like your journey with school and everything but it just is like the beginning of just showing how strong and independent you are <laughs> yeah and while we're speaking about like how strong and independent you are you started a business love public transportation yes <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know they run this late no but you started a business your business is called perfectly penai yes well explain to
2: us and for those who don't know, what does Panay mean? So Panay just in general means Filipino woman, or like that's kind of the phrase that we use. Like I'm Panay, I identify as a Filipino woman. And like in language, like everything is gendered. <laughs> so like a male Filipino would be Pinoy. And then, yeah, like, and it's also interesting too, like when we just talk about the general, like Filipino community, just Filipino, Filipinex, but Panay is like for Filipino woman.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that. What does it mean? Like I remember you on your Instagram, mm-hmm. you asked your followers, what does penai mean to you?
2: Yeah. What does that mean for me and Balingit? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so for me and Belingit, <laughs> penai means a lot of things, you know, like a lot of, like some of the words that come to mind is definitely like strong, capable, like hardworking. But for me, like, the message behind perfectly penai, kind of stems from the fact that I think growing up, because my parents were born and raised in California. I was born and raised in California. My grandparents were the ones that came from the Philippines. So like, I'm not even like first gen, I'm second gen. So language, like Tagalog is not spoken in my home, at least with my parents. And it was never taught to me. And I feel like in Filipino culture, one of the really toxic things that happens Is like, if you don't speak the language, you're kind of seen as lesser than. So growing up, like, I would always get like these kind of side comments from like older folks in my family about how I don't speak the language and how it's like, I didn't really feel full Filipino. Another thing too is just like Filipinos have a tendency to be in favor of those who are lighter skinned. I know you can't see me like on the podcast, but I am not (laughs) light-skinned. I'm pretty dark. So I just like always felt like there are little things that invalidated my, like just being Filipino, right? So my message behind Perfectly panay is just, you know, it doesn't matter if you're from the Philippines, it doesn't matter if you're half Filipino. Like if you're Filipino, you're Filipino, like no one can take that away from you. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like how I named Perfectly panay. I love that. Yeah, like just very inclusive and very empowering, and that's what I want to bring. I think that's very important because a lot of people in America, they're not really
1: from, they don't feel like they're really from anywhere. Yeah. Because I'm Japanese, but I'm fifth generation here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I feel like I'm not, was never really Japanese enough because I don't speak the language. In fact, I don't really care too much about the culture, and I don't Mm -hmm. really care to learn more about it. Yeah. So my family always thought that I was really weird for not wanting to learn Mm -hmm. more because I feel like I'm Americanized, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm not Japanese. And I feel like that applies for really any race. Like whether you're super into your ethnicity or not, you're fine just the way you are. And it's bound to happen over generations. And that's okay. If you lose the language and the culture, I think it's good to learn more about it, to see where you're coming from and just you're perfect how you are. Yeah. You don't need to change. You don't need to change for other people because mm-hmm. culture is constantly changing. Who's to say one person's culture and way of doing
0: life is better than another person.
2: Yeah. So.
0: No, for sure. I mean, if you're black, mm-hmm. but you don't, you know, you don't feel black enough because you're not in tune with the culture, claim it. Yeah. If you're Filipino and, you know, you don't feel like you're in tune with the culture, culture, claim it. Because you still
2: are. Because you still are. Nothing
0: can change your blood, Mm -hmm. you know, not opinions or, you know, backhanded remarks and stuff like that. So I think it's great that you're starting a business that allows you to claim it, but also allows your audience to claim it. Yeah. And being perfectly... Being perfectly you, essentially. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, because perfectly Panay, like, I know, like, that's the name, right? Because I'm Filipino, Filipino woman. I love, like, when things match, like, perfectly Panay, It sounds great together. But, like, literally one of the core values of my business is inclusivity. So, like, women, men, like, however you identify, you don't have to be Filipino to be a part of my business or purchase my products. It's just, you know, like I'm trying to uplift my people and also uplift whoever wants to be in my space. So that's something that's really important, yeah.
1: Okay, so tell me exactly what is your business? Like what do you yeah. sell? And then also like, when did you start this?
2: Yeah, okay. Oh, so initially like, so my business went through a lot of different phases. So my I initially started like my entrepreneurship journey, my sophomore year of college i started with just selling planner stickers and the demographic of people i was reaching was moms <laughs> so i was selling planner stickers to like kind of that like demographic I was very inconsistent with it took a break and then i started a blog which turned into me just doing a blog and i would just do like sponsorships pretty much and just like write reviews i did a lot of coffee stuff and then Took a break from that because I got really burnt out of just like writing about things that didn't really matter to me. <laughs> mm. And then I started up Perfectly Panay, like this phase of Perfectly panai October 30th of last year. So now what I do, it's like, I still do planner stickers because that's part of like who I am. I love planners, I love stationery, all that stuff. But I also do a lot of empowerment apparel, mostly claiming like, Filipinex identity and also along the perfectly pinai aesthetic, you know, just claiming your womanhood, claiming your Filipino identity. But yeah, I do want to do community events. Something I definitely want to do is poetry in the park because I want to kind of bring awareness to like, you don't have to be a published poet to get into poetry. That's Mm -hmm. something that I love doing, and I'm not like a published poet, but it's all about creating spaces and products that are inclusive. I'll drop the word inclusive like a million times on this podcast because I, yeah, like, I genuinely believe my business is not meant to just do one thing for one person. I want to have these products where like I have a cool story at the last, not the last market I did, at the Full Moon Market in Kapolei, there was this Filipino family and this little Filipino girl walked up and she was, what's a pine? And then the mom was so embarrassed and she was like, Why would you say that? It's panay. That's so embarrassing. You don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, No, like that's literally the point, right? Like to have the word out there so people are, like, What is a panay? Yeah, that is pretty. Because yeah. I have cousins who are half
1: Filipino. Yeah. And I had no idea. <laughs> I bet they don't. Maybe they do know. Yeah. But <laughs> that's just not yeah <laughs> i don't know I, mean, I think it's important to have your business out because yeah. even here in hawaii we have a lot of a big filipino mm-hmm. demographic and so you would think like i wouldn't know what that is yeah but i don't so yeah. it's good that you're putting that awareness out and then your mm-hmm. the products you have is very like practical yeah and it's like i got a cup from you Mm -hmm. you have planners you have been (laughs) helping my life feeling that it girl yeah and then you have like bags you have hats you Mm -hmm. have so much things and i think it's like good thank you it is sending a really good message and you're supporting something
2: really important and also you look cute for purchasing stuff (laughs) yeah yeah for sure a huge aspect too of perfectly panai is promoting self-care you know yes. what I mean? So, like, my version of self-care is journaling. So, it's really cool that I get to do that through my business and connect with people who are also super big on journaling, reflecting, or just writing. But, yeah, I just, I love my business because literally that's when people ask me what I do. So, yeah, I create stuff. <laughs> I create stuff. <laughs> and I meet people. What else could you ask for? Like, those are my favorite things to do.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love how your, your business... It- it ties in mental health, mm-hmm. also social justice,
2: yeah, um, and creativity. Mm-hmm. You tie it all into one.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you go about that? How do you make sure that all three bases are getting touched?
2: Yeah, so creativity, I feel, is super straightforward because all of my designs and everything, I sit down and I create with intention. Um, I'm not the type of person to just, oh, I have time. Let me just slap this on a t-shirt and sell it. <laughs> Everything I have on my site was created with intention and that's kind of the creativity aspect of it. Um, And then the social justice advocacy part is i grew up in a house where social justice is valued i was taught that racism racism is very much alive and present which i'm super grateful for because my mom is in the social work realm and social justice has just always been a part of my life so when i initially launched perfectly Penai i used a platform called threadless and also yeah if you're looking for to start a business threadless is a really great place to start because it's drop shipping but it's really cool because you can set each purchase to donate part of the profit to a charity of your choice. Mm. And so I would always choose like, um, Stop Asian Hate organizations or just LGBTQ plus organizations. So now with my business, I can take all of my profits from the month and then choose a charity at the end of the month to donate to, which is really cool. It gives me more flexibility now that I'm off of the Threadless platform. Um, But yeah, I try to always give back to whatever organization, even if it's just like, it's not a good month for me and I'm only, I only made, what, $50 in profit. A percentage of that $50 will always go back. To a different organization or just people that also need the help.
0: I love that. Yeah, thank you. That's honestly so cool to know about your business, especially now knowing because one of your favorite totes it
2: mm-hmm. uh, says,
0: I will fight racist and homophobes for free. Yeah. And now knowing that the profit goes towards an organization too, it feels like you're doing <laughs> double,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: definitely are. Yeah.
1: How did you go from going from a student mm-hmm. to starting your own small business being an entrepreneur? To you also worked full time yeah. during that time, and you had an internship, yeah. I believe. And now you you stopped doing college. Mm-hmm. So how did you like- get the process? <laughs> what was what happened? Mm-hmm. Can you like walk us through it? Because I know a lot of people get overwhelmed in college. But they just finish it anyways. And some people have to say, like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful I finished through. I'm going to be mm-hmm. here I am. Like, I'm so glad that people around me pushed me through. And other people are like, this was a, such a waste of money. Yeah. Like, I didn't need this degree. I don't know why. It's just a piece of paper. I guess I need it for the job. Mm-hmm. But was this important for the job? No, never used it. Yeah. So everyone has their different opinions. Some people think like a break is good, some mm-hmm. people think it's bad. What did you have to say about that? How did you make your (laughs) decision? Because this is such a loaded question.
2: No, yeah, for sure. That definitely has a bunch of different elements. Like my answer has a bunch of different elements. Like you said, like my junior year is when things kind of started hitting the fan for me because I decided my junior year to try to pay majority of it out of pocket and not take out loans. Um, Just because I was kind of getting sick of just looking at how much money I owed. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like, yeah, let me just try to pay this out of pocket instead of taking out a loan. Um, So I had to do that. And I also, like you said, I was working full-time because I had to pay the bills. Um, But thankfully, I was able to find a full-time job that paid me enough to where like I could pay these bills, pay rent, um, pay for school, Um, but it was definitely like at the cost of my mental health um, because... For context, I, in junior year, I switched from elementary education to social work. So I had just started the social work program. I got a job in social work and I was doing home visiting. Um, So basically my job was like, I would drive all over the island and I would visit with parents who um, were in the system pretty much. Like they had like flags for domestic violence, uh, substance abuse, things like that. And I would check on them and their kids to make sure their kids were developing okay. Um, So already like those parents like did not want to see me because it was either court ordered or their social workers like making them take our services. So that was just a lot. And also I just don't like driving. (laughs) So that was like also another element. Um, And then, yeah, and then so I would do my full time job and then I would go to my social work night classes. And then some days like I would work retail after my full time job on the days I didn't have class. So, I'm definitely like a victim of hustle culture, just because my definition of fun was literally like, "Oh, let me work this job, where I don't have to really work." Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like a crazy, lot right? of college
1: students fall to that. You were just on yeah. the extreme side. <laughs> a lot of students are like, "Yeah, I'm a student and part time worker," and that's a lot, and it's still mm. very busy. Very busy and still very hard. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. But you decided, I'm going to work full-time, have a part-time job. I go to school and do your side mm-hmm. hustle. And that must have been really rough. So how did it that was. play a part with you deciding to, like, start yeah. a business? Like, did yeah.
0: all of that help you
2: prepare for mm-hmm. the life of being a small business owner? Okay. Yes. So yeah (laughs) it's like every time i get asked that question i'm just like let me think about this (laughs) how am i gonna answer this um yeah like so going through all of that made me realize like one i just don't like working for other people (laughs) i would rather like be stressed out but work for myself knowing like what i'm capable of and not putting like my well-being and mental health in the hands of someone else that could easily replace me Mm. And then, two, like, in regards to school, like, because I was doing Perfectly penai kind of part-time or, like, as I pleased, I just realized, like, per- eventually I just realized that Perfectly penai was the end goal. Like, okay, like, I want to get my degree and then, like, focus on my business. Um, but, you know, like, school is expensive. <laughs> and in my head, I was, like, I could use the money that I'm going to use for, like, senior year. On senior year, where I can graduate and get like an entry level paying job and like work my way up, or I could just take this year off and invest in perfectly finite where it goes because college will always be there, right? Exactly. Um, so I could just go back to it later. And it was a lot, it was really hard for me to come to that decision because one, I was almost done with college. And two, like, it's not socially acceptable as an Asian to not finish.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've never gotten the choice of not going to college. So as a total Asian, I understand. Like, if I didn't finish college, my family would be kind of looking really weird. Like, you better have this amazing, perfect plan. Or what are
2: you doing? Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, surprisingly, my mom was very supportive of this decision. Um, But she's always been, like, super supportive of everything I've done. Um, and for the most part, <laughs> other people in my family have been very supportive. But I think it's because, like, they know I'm the type of person to not have a plan, basically. <laughs> so, like, they weren't as worried about it because, yeah, like, I'm not the type to just quit college because I don't want to go back, you yeah. know? like I had a rhyme and reason, like the things for my business always have a rhyme and reason, kind of just like everything I do has a rhyme and reason, um, so I'm glad I do have the support from them, but it is like, I was really scared to tell my mom.
1: I, I think <laughs> I think that's important because I feel like a lot of people, um, when they're trying to decide whether they should start a business or not, yeah. they don't Have a direction. Mm -hmm. They just have a vague idea what it is. Yeah. And then when they create it, there is no purpose of their business. Yeah. No one quite understand what they're selling because they don't know what they're selling. Yeah. And a lot of people who decide who they wanna, uh, not go to college or people who um, don't finish college, they take a break, a gap year. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to them? Because like for you, it worked out well because you had a plan. You had a purpose and it worked out perfectly. So I guess for those who are thinking about it, that's something you need to think about is like, what's your top three goals? What's mm-hmm. your goals in the long run, in yeah. 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And what's your goals for this year, for the mm-hmm. next couple of years?
0: Oh. I think what's important to take away from that too is like, you have a plan, mm-hmm. you had a plan, and most college students have no plan for graduation. <laughs> It's just, yeah. like, get in, get out, and then see what happens.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: like, you got in, and then you're like, I already know yeah. where I want to go, and I can do this without the degree. Yeah, And, like, you can always go back, but this is the path that you need to be mm-hmm. on now, which I think takes a lot of guts and a lot of bravery. Okay, well, this is all we have for this particular episode,
1: but if you wait... In two weeks from now, Mia will continue to talk about her small business and where it is at now, how she got there, and like what she could have done differently looking back. So if you're still interested, come back, subscribe, like, follow, do all those things to support us. We really appreciate it. Maya,
0: am I forgetting anything? Well, I mean, while you're at it, you can look at our social media, which is at Doing My Best Pod. Not question mark. That is <laughs> at do my best pod. And also in the meantime, check out Mia's business at Perfectly Panai. I said it right. Yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. At Perfectly penai Um and check out her website, perfectlypanai.com. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.